Usually, yeah, I'm trying to have something. I've got nothing. I know, it's all right. I could, I could just about, fart again. Usually, we'll just kind of... How about we'll talk to you again after a while? After a while? Yeah. But right now. But right now? Yeah, that's not great. Sounds, I just stole that that's, from Albert. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not very clever. No, exactly. That's all right, though. This is a Game of Thrones podcast, Alex. Not a wrestling podcast. There's going to be wrestling comparisons. Of course, always are. We do that a lot. Uh, welcome, folks, to episode six of Beyond the Red Waste. Uh, thank you for joining us, as always. And let's just get right to it, I think. Uh, we've got Bob here, and uh, that wasn't Bob talking before. We have uh, my cousin Alex, who I believe we've referenced before on our various podcasts. I really hope not. Yeah, we have, so you're just going to have to deal with that. <laughs> Is swearing allowed on the podcast? Oh yeah, you can swear okay. out you fucking want. Uh, so he's here, he watched the episode with us uh, during our sojourn from SummerSlam, so he's going to join the discussion uh, this evening. Um, I don't know what the best way to kind of go about this episode is, because we really just kind of split between the North and Winterfell, so... With very brief stops at Dragonstone. What, we had like, what, one or two? Yeah. I think that kind of ties in what's going on in the North, though. Yeah, I agree. So maybe let's just cover what happened in Winterfell first, and then we can talk about... Yeah, because they're not intertwined at all. Right. So So maybe we can just talk about Winterfell first, and then get to the shit going on beyond the wall. Sounds good to me. Uh, my notes aren't going to be much use this week because it was the way we we're going. This is the way it panned out. Um, but uh, you know, Alex, I, I just from the commentary during the episode, I feel like you had some opinions. Well, I think. Uh, why don't you tell us what you've your kind of thoughts on Game of Thrones overall? Um, you know, I, I really enjoy the show. I think, obviously, a few seasons ago, it got noticeably worse as they were waiting for him to finish the books and they were kind of spinning their wheels. But I still enjoy the show. I'm just trying to... Now, especially this season, you have to kind of ignore a lot of the shortcuts that are being taken. You know... The teleporting all over the place, the breaking a lot of their own rules that they've established for six seasons. Time and space having no meaning anymore. Right, exactly. You know, I've already told this to Bob, but if we're going to equate it to pro wrestling, um, the fakest thing in pro wrestling is the fact that you throw someone off the ropes and they bounce off and run back at you. And if you can accept that, you can accept all the other stuff. And that's kind of Game of Thrones now. You just ha- kind of have to accept that a lot of things are just being skipped over. You know, the Hound and the other, um, is it the Brothers Without Banners? Mm-hmm. You know, they just kind of showed up at the wall out of nowhere with no explanation. Whereas, you know, for sure in the first four seasons, they would have addressed that and there would have been a journey. I understand why there isn't, though. You know, the teleporting all over the place bothers me probably more than anything. Sansa was seemingly going from really dumb to really smart. I understand it was because she was a child. But as we discovered tonight, it turns out she's still an idiot. That whole thing between her and her sister doesn't make sense to me at all. 
No, I mean, um, you would think Arya, especially with all the training she had, would realize how easily she's being manipulated by Littlefinger, but clearly Littlefinger's still the best, and he's, um, done a great job of once again making these two sisters hate each other like they used to. Well... The, re the reunion's over. I... I definitely... Sansa is definitely getting played. I'm not 100% sure Arya is getting played, or at the bare minimum, she knows she's in the game. I don't know that I agree with that after this episode. I think there would have been some kind of nod to that happening. It just seems that Arya is just... Oh, uh, yeah, that's how I'm going to keep saying the fucking names. I say them wrong. You can deal with it. Um, you know who you are. Bitching at me. Um, but yeah, it just it seems very, very just foolish uh, on the both of their parts. And when you took some time this season to really make them seem as if they had matured and their, you know, their thought process processes had matured as well. It just, just, they, they're coming off as dummies. Yeah. I, they, there's definitely, we, I mean, we all kind of expect this to end the same way. I think with Littlefinger no longer being alive no little finger is uh hella dead I yeah. think at the end of this season um so next episode i'm holding out a, a just a small sliver of hope that uh aria comes out looking better than she does sansa definitely looks very bad here um and it's just unfortunate i don't know how bad sansa looks her going and talking to Littlefinger about it is the dumbest thing she could do but Arya's coming across as a sociopath that's because she is. No, I understand that, but I, it really seemed like earlier this ep like season that she wasn't going that way. But they've really leaned into the, like, she's a fucking crazy person. And there's no, like, you're, you're, there's no understanding of, your sister was down with the enemy, what was she supposed to do? And Sansa brought it up, was like, well, you were there, you were at the Statue of Baylor, what did you do? You just sat there, too. What were kids, what were we supposed to do? Yeah, I don't know. I, It's really unfortunate because it's yet another situation where Game of Thrones has taken two female characters and in, in a position where they could have made them look really strong and intelligent, they've, you know, taken a bit of progress and kind of pushed them back. I don't know that I, I look at it that way. I, I think it's just more there. It's a consequence of the writing and the fact that we're trying to, because they, they didn't really, how can I put this? The storylines are so divergent from what the books were leading up to. Mm -hmm. Like Brienne had shit to do before because Lady Stoneheart was in the mix. You've kind of combined an area with, Lady Stoneheart a little bit, and yeah, I I don't I don't know. It just it, it it's I, I think it's just a consequence of poor writing, and then sending Brienne down to uh, King's Landing to go be part of that big like conclave they're gonna have. I mean that could be interesting because she's gonna be getting with Jamie. There's gonna be a whole bunch of fucking people down there that you know no one's uh, not only are you getting new meetings but old meetings and all that shit, but. Yeah, I don't know. The shit at Winterfell just really rubbed me the wrong way today. 
Yeah, no one ever in history should go to Littlefinger and freely give him information. <laughs> That's just um, way too obvious a mistake. I understand that he helped you take the North back, but he should still be kept at an arm's distance and she know, should know that based on everything that's happened. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, and she said that throughout the entire season that, yeah, you can't trust Littlefinger and now she's going and like telling him this shit? Yeah, she was the, he was the first one she went to. I mean, unless they're doing it like, but it, it, it would be stupid either way, even if they did know what Littlefinger was doing and they were like playing into what he wants them to be doing, you know, and just being like, oh yeah, let's do this just so he thinks he's got us. They still look like Mora. Why are they showing us those scenes then in the context of the show? Right. My hope, I think there's no hope that Sansa is clued in on what's going on, but I think there is a little bit of hope that Arya might be manipulating this from the outside and kind of pulling people apart. Um... You know, because, you know, the thing that stuck out to me is that when she first went into Littlefinger's room, she didn't go in there with a face on. And she easily could have done that and had no suspicion on herself. And she knows at this point Littlefinger is operating around her. So she could, and we saw, you know, one of the theories was maybe she doesn't have any masks with her right now. Well, we saw tonight she at least has two. Right. So she easily could have hidden her identity when she broke into his room and chose not to. So hopefully that just doesn't mean she's overconfident. Hopefully she actually is manipulating Littlefinger. I mean, I would rather that be the case, because if it's not, they just both look like idiots. Right, yeah. right. Right now they both look like they're complete idiots, and Littlefinger is just playing with them. I think the unfortunate thing is, though, the, they've just written it so that they both look like idiots going into Because if they come through next week and it turns out Arya was playing them, I mean, that would make me happy for, the, for Arya, but it wouldn't make a terrible amount of sense. Well, this is one of the problems with... Uh, the the writers of the show, the two creators, they're the ones that wrote this episode. I don't have a lot of faith in them as writers. I think they can tell an overall decent story, but when it comes to, like, the minutia, these are the same guys who did that episode after uh, Joffrey died, and I know I harp on this a lot, but where Jamie clearly raped Cersei, but they were like, oh, that wasn't a rape scene. And it was like, no, it was it was kind of a rape scene, guys. Right. Erica, you don't consensually have sex with Cersei on top of your son's dead body? Well, she didn't. It, it appears she didn't. But Cersei's into a lot of weird stuff, as we know. Alex, I would like you to go back and watch that scene and tell me if it doesn't appear as a rape scene. I'm clearly joking. Yeah, I know you are, but still. She's still getting hot, though. I'm yeah. not hot. It's cold in here. <laughs> No, I'm just saying I don't have faith in these guys to tell nuanced stories because they're not good at it. Well, and that I'm sure when a, you know we we don't watch the after the episode bullshit with the showrunners because frankly I don't want to hear what they have to say. Um, but I could totally imagine that they're gonna sit there and say, "Oh, there were so many little subtle things." Yeah, but there weren't. There no. weren't any little subtle things. So it's just no. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, you know, and you could say, and you could point to, well, you know, there was, a, and it's like, no, because the big things in the episode, 
pointed against it. And if you have big things arguing against it, subtle things, if they exist, which they don't, um, don't, you know, it cancels them out. So, I don't know. The The last scene between them in uh, Arya's bedroom was the most interesting scene of the of theirs, I thought. See, that didn't do anything for me at all. I just thought Arya came off as a crazy person. I thought she came off as a crazy person, but I guess the question is going to be, how does Sansa read her giving the knife to her? That she's a crazy person. It could be, well, you could read it one of two ways, that she's a crazy person, or that she trusts you enough to hand the knife over. I definitely did not get trust from that scene. Yeah, I didn't either at all. And, I mean, maybe that's one of those little like things where they're like, "Oh, well, she gave her the knife." Well, I'm and just trying. Her back on I'm, her. I'm just trying to think of it from an idiot's perspective. I don't know. It just it did. Yeah, I was just well because like, there was something odd about that. Because uh, you know, if our uh, the whole, I mean, Ari is just creepy the whole time. Um, this episode, and you know, she's clearly testing Sansa and her loyalties. But but I also just think she's being exceedingly unfair in testing her loyalties. Like, yeah, John left. What was John supposed to do? Yeah, you guys take care of it. Whatever. Bye. No, you put the Stark in charge. Well, and she did write that letter to Rob under heavy duress. I don't exactly remember the episode, but... It definitely was not like, oh, sure, let me write this letter. I'd love to. No, the um, first thing she, the first there thing was a lo- she says when she's writing that letter, we went back and we watched, I think it's from like season, it's got to be season two, right? No, maybe it's season one. Whatever. But she first is like, she doesn't want to do it. But they like, or they press her to because what, no, you, you're here. You could like torture you and murder you if you don't write this fucking letter. Here, here's a, a possibility that could be interesting. Um, what if, because especially, because Arya brings up in this episode that, you know, by being a faceless man, she can put on the mask of anyone she wants. What if she kills Littlefinger and uses his face as a mask? And that's one, how you keep him on the show next season. And two, that's how Arya is able to get the power that she wants. What power does Arya want? She just wants to do whatever she wants. Because she, she talked about it. Women in this world don't get to choose No, no, I, I understand that, but I, I don't know that I, I necessarily agree with that. I, I don't think, one, I, I, I mean, I do think Arya's the one that's going to shank Littlefinger, but, and I think he, you, his face could come in handy, but I don't know that she's going to, like, go around living as Littlefinger. Being Littlefinger would could get her very close to uh, Cersei. Yeah, but she's not the one that's going to kill Cersei. That's going to be Jamie. Granted, but she doesn't know that. Or Cersei kills Jamie. I don't know that Cersei's. And kill then Jamie. someone else would have to get the job done. I don't think Cersei's killing Jamie. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, do we want to talk uh, about Dreadmounts now? Sure. I mean, there's a lot, uh, you know, the ha- uh, 
that was pretty much half the episode there. Uh, and not a, a terrible amount worth talking to happened in it. But if we go to the north of the wall, like you said, um, this is uh, a number of great hound quotes. The hound's great always. Yes. What annoyed me, though, about this was you had, like, okay, we're walking, and now we're going to have this little scene between, like, two or three people. Then you're going to get another shot of walking, and now we're going to have another little scene between two people. I I don't know. It just seemed choppy to me. I think they expected this episode to be the greatest of the season. And while there were things that were interesting and exciting that happened during this episode, I think it's one of the weaker ones i'm inclined to agree uh i think next episode with the big conclave is probably going to be a lot more interesting than this one was Mm -hmm. i mean obviously you get the big development of a dragon coming back as a a white which is ice dragon kind of game changing but and that's how the wall's coming down i'm predicting that now as well but um yeah just yeah 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 I mean, I like, like, a lot of the stuff that they said was humorous and, like, funny. And I enjoyed that we found out that Tormund is just this pansexual wonderland of sexual desires. <laughs> but um, he only has eyes for Brienne. I also appreciated that. And like you said, the Hound is great. You get a bunch of great quotes. You had that kind of funny scene between John and uh, Jorah where he's giving him, uh, tries to give him Longclaw back. But, you know, in his head, he's just going... Please don't take this. Please don't take this. Please don't take this. Please don't take this. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I thought it was incredibly convenient that when John killed the one white walker, all but one death <laughs> fell yeah. to the ground. That was a little like, really? <laughs> Come on. Um, and they did address that later by saying like, oh, maybe that was the one that made all of those. But it was pretty weak. It was. Well, because that's immediately where your mind goes. So, are you trying to imply that this show took a bit of a leap of logic here in one specific scene to set up the rest of the episode? Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what we're implying. <laughs> this that hasn't happened at all on the show recently. No. No. Well, this episode was an hour and 18 minutes, you know, a little less more than more like an hour 10. They an hour 10. Right. With yeah. The, the, creators of the show it didn't feel that long though it moved at a pretty good pace it did move at a pretty good pace i don't think it needed to be an hour and ten though yeah but i wasn't sitting there like looking at the clock at all so i didn't find it to be offensive that it no it wasn't offensive but i mean just it just it, like i'm trying to think like you know i joked before the episode that oh we'd have we'll have extra time for the podcast because i have a a general rule that you can't you shouldn't spend longer than the episode talking about the episode on the podcast really stupid rule but you know whatever but i'm i'm thinking about it an hour and 10 minutes of episode i'm like what filled an hour and 10 minutes it was all those little scenes between like the guys beyond the wall well, and most of it, at the end especially, was a lot of, hey, it's really cold out here scenes. Right. And uh, let's throw a rock at a bunch of angry zombies, which is a just a spectacularly great decision from the Hound. I mean, he did have really good aim, though. Yeah. Yeah, he should definitely be playing outfield for somebody, because, I mean, how far did he whoop that, rip that rock? It had to be, like, 
200 feet. It was a really good rally throw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, like, it, it does feel weird, because normally we have, like, a fuck ton to talk about, but I really think that we've kind of been conditioned with these with HBO shows that the second to last episode of the season is really going to be your, oh shit, all this stuff happens, and it's the big, like, fucking... And, I mean, we did have, I, I mean, you got Thoros went down with a bunch of red shirts. The uh, white polar bear was pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, but everything else was just sort of... I mean, the fighting was fine. I don't think it really compared to when we first got to see uh, Daenerys bring uh, Drogon down and, like, lay waste to the Lannister army or anything. But, you know, some decent fighting. Had some red shirts go down, which was also pretty funny. But I I love that when they bring, like, the random... Like, oh, yeah, here's a no-name So-and-so. Here's three people you've never seen on the show before. They're for sure making it back. (laughs) Well, there, were, there was a moment of concern about our ginger friend. I was very concerned about uh, Mr. Torment. And they did the class where they started talking about the girl back home bullshit. And it's like, oh, yeah. don't don't you fucking... Like, don't don't do this. Don't ever talk about the future. You're screwed. <laughs> hey, the hound came through for him, man. <laughs> In the name of love. <laughs> we, are, we are curious about zombie rules, though, because the hound did get bit. I mean, he hasn't turned yet, so I think we're all right. We're probably fine. But it happened. It did happen. It is a thing that happened. Um, I don't... What else happened? So... Uh, we do get the further progressing of... Um, oh, well, we can talk about this. One thing they brought up, uh, Tyrion brought up with Danny was what happens if... You die. You die. What's the succession plan here? And they kind of allude to the fact... Oh, they don't allude to it. They flat out say it. She can't... We, we've known this for a while. She can't have children. Right. So... Maybe she can if it's with Jon Snow. Get those uh, good... That, that Targaryen blood going. That's right. You know they only enjoy hooking up with each other. They're not in it for the uh, non-relatives. <laughs> I'll be interesting if they find out about that this, this season. They probably won't this season. Maybe next season. But it will be... You know they're fucking before they find out, though. Oh, for sure. I think Bran will probably tell them at some point, because he obviously has a general idea. But as we've talked about before, Bran's a very poor communicator, so he's for sure going to wait till they're, like, about to get married. Well, and not only that, we saw last episode, Gilly found uh, in one of those books that Sam had about uh, Prince Rhaegar being having his old marriage annulled and marrying Lyanna Stark, so... They've got some interesting info could, as well. Could we do a, a quick role play where you're Jon Snow and I'm Bran and you're meeting me for the first time after thinking I'd been dead forever? I don't want to do a role play. Come on! Okay. You all suck. Yeah, we know. Because you're just going to deadpan something. You're going to be like, well, oh, hi, is what you're going to say. That's not what I was going to say. And I'm frankly, I'm not going to say it now because you you ruined it. Cool. Well, I think what the conversation would probably be is Bran, in a rare moment of clarity, would tell him, hey, by the way, uh, Daenerys is your aunt. And Jon Snow would look at him and he'd look back at Daenerys and he'd go, I don't give a fuck at all. <laughs> well, because Bran has been saying he has to tell Jon something. 
So he is going to tell him. However, Daenerys and John are fucking before that happens. Oh, for sure. They might fuck before they get down to King's Landing. Earlier, it didn't seem like you were cheering for this, but now I can tell you're, like, really into it. What, them fucking? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's two attractive people, sure. Mm. Go for it. Well, she's too short for her. He's too short for her, though. That was really funny. <laughs> and then Tyrion's like, really? The the exchange between Tyrion and Danny was, um, on the whole, very interesting. It was very confrontational. Um, cause you can, you know, Tyrion is still in that you went crazy and I didn't agree with that mode and he's trying to advise her well, cause he doesn't want her to go crazy. Well, but I think she's listening to him. She is. I thought it, it, it was odd, like, and, and I think this is more a consequence again of bad writing and... Um, a shortened season, but I feel like that scene should have shouldn't have ended as sour as it did. Well, and is she really listening to him? Because when's the last time? The last time she went with anything he said was when they attacked. Um, what's the Lannisters' home? Castle Rock. Castle Rock, yeah. And since then, she hasn't listened to a word he said. I think she's taking it under advisement. No. I mean, the other thing, though, is she did, you can't just be like, yeah, I'm just going to listen to whatever everybody else says. You distill it, then you do your own thing. Well, since we're talking about Daenerys, can we talk about the fact that, I mean, I can't be the only one who thinks this. I think she's looking at a heel turn down the road where something's going to happen. I think maybe the one dragon dro- dying might be the first step towards the crazy Targaryen bloodline, because... That's going to obviously affect her pretty dramatically. And, you know, I I still think at the end of the show, I don't know that she makes it all the way and ends up being the queen in the end, but I just don't, I don't see her being a good person all the way through. She seems like she enjoys killing way too much, more than she should. Like Jon Snow does not enjoy killing in any way. He only does it. When he absolutely has to. Right. Mm-hmm. Danny really enjoys it. I mean, when she was on the dragon, was it two episodes ago, killing all those Lannisters? Oh, she was enjoying it. She, for sure. she for sure was having a just a fucking blast out there. Well, I don't think she makes. She's. I don't think she survives the show. Uh, she's. To me, I don't think she sits on the Iron Throne because I don't think it makes sense to have another Targaryen sitting on the Iron Throne. Mm-mm. I don't think that's what we went through all of this for to just. To have a continuation of that bloodline. I think she's dead before the end show's over. Well, I just, the way I look at it is, Danny likes to talk about how, and try to present herself, I mean, like she's a good person. But she's very much about the pomp and circumstance. She wants you to acknowledge everything she's done. She says, I'm freeing you, oh, but oh, as long as you're bending the knee, though, that's great. She wants everyone to bend the knee. It's not about, it's not really about helping people. It's about making herself feel good. Which I can kind of see, but I don't know that we're getting a full-on heel turn. I just think she dies. Well, the question is going to be how does she react to the news that John is actually the legitimate heir? Well, they're going to fucking get married. 
before that. And then rule together. But then she he would be king, and they wouldn't listen to her. I, I think I think Alex's point is good. I think because it's very possible, and I think ultimately she goes down, sacrificing herself for, you know, to save John. Or something. I think ultimately. I think it needs to not be that because that's just boring and stupid. It's boring. It's it's cliche, right? But I, I think the the we, way we've the, also talked about where we don't think anybody sits on the Iron Throne at the end. No, we're that's kind true. of calling that it's going to be split back up into seven kingdoms, and that King's Landing is just done. I kind of feel like it's going to be John in the end because he would be the one that wants it the least. And traditionally in a story like this, if you really don't want something to happen, you end up getting it. A character, mm-hmm. I mean. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't think, I mean, it's hard to say what the show is going to do in a lot of ways. Because if you look at tonight, in a lot of the episodes recently, especially this season, it feels like the story is pretty much going exactly how you would expect it to. Right. So, you know, we say like, oh, Daenerys sacrificing herself for Jon would be a cliché. Well, the show's kind of leaning on a lot of cliches right now, so it wouldn't surprise me if that's what ends up happening. I mean, if it does happen, it'll just be very disappointing, is all I'm saying. And I think a lot of what they're doing now is kind of the anti-George R.R. Martin, because he doesn't give you what you want in his books. It's, oh, well, you like this character? Oh, you like this thing? You're like, no, I'm going to kill it, I'm going to ruin it, and it's gone and it's dead. These guys are writing a television show with people who actually, they, they didn't want to murder all of your favorites. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's hard to say. You're right. For a long time, it was anyone who was a good person or anyone who might have been a bad person but showed some signs of doing a good thing would just get killed so fast. I mean, it was like within an episode you were getting killed. Well, that was the whole, it was Ned Stark, right? He's right. an honorable man, gets in the game. Killed, like, almost instantly. Oh, yeah. The Lannisters were like, you seem like a good person. We are chopping off your head right now. And But for lately, though, a lot of the good people have been surviving shockingly long. I mean, you know, the one guy from the Brothers Without Banners who's been brought back six times. I'm stunned he made it. Yes, thank you. I'm stunned he made it through the episode. That's amazing. Well, and... uh... What I what I was surprised about that is because I had, um, something had come through a long time ago saying that he becomes a white, and I mean I guess that could still happen, um, but I'm just wondering if that was just completely untrue or well, and it wouldn't surprise me if a false leak came out, but well, there's people like saying like yeah that passing right. off like theories is actual like ideas all over the place, but um. No, yeah. Um... Well, and we see um, we see at the end of the episode, Danny sees all of John's scars and realizes, oh no, he he fucking died. He did died. actually come back from right. So yeah. Davos wasn't just being hyperbolic. No, motherfucker actually died. Right. Right. And <laughs> the fact that John survived this episode, the way they wrote it. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. I enjoy that he didn't, like, catch hypothermia and die instantly. Yeah. Yeah. I like how his uncle comes back to save him, and he's like, you go. I must stay to fight these people and die. Like, 
I can't get you to the wall and then go back to whatever the hell I've been doing for years. No, I must nope. die right now. Nope. <laughs> he was done. The heroic sacrifice. He was good. He was like, I don't want to be on the show anymore. I'm good. Thanks. I'll cash that last check. Thanks, guys. That's a, that's a serious rap on Uncle Benjamin. That that must be the worst on Game of Thrones when they call you up and they're like, hey, what's your availability? Oh, man, I'm good for like the next six months. Great. We could use you for one episode. Womp womp. <laughs> hey, you're still getting paid, man. Still getting paid. Um, yeah, I, I had predictions going into the finale. I mean, Cersei's going to try and fuck him over somehow. Yeah, Cersei's gonna try and fuck him over, and... And are they bringing everyone? It appears... Like, is Tormund going down, like, the From the preview, it looks like absolutely everyone. I mean, we need Tormund and Brienne to get back together. He needs to go and confess his love since he almost died. It's true. Well, and I'm assuming since they seem to be meeting up in the middle of a giant open-air arena for absolutely no good reason, that that means the dragons are gonna interfere at some point. Do you know what that is? That that arena, no. Um, those are the dragon pits, where previous Targaryen rulers would like the dragons would like kill shit for sport. I I do kind of feel like in this last episode we may see like a major death, like maybe Cersei gets. How taken can we out not here. see a major death next episode? Well, I think Littlefinger is your major death next episode. Uh, Cersei's hanging around, guys. I'm. I was calling her death this this season. I think she's back next year. Because one, I think we would have heard about her not coming back. Because you always hear that shit. And two, I think she's still got shit she's got to do. Well, and I definitely don't want her to die because is it is it Lena Hetty? Yeah. Is that how you Lena say her name? Lena Hetty, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I'm i sorry for butchering your name. We don't say names Never, Never going show, to listen to this. So. Um. You don't know that. <laughs> she is one of the dozens... <laughs> There, there, are, are, there are dozens? <laughs> there are. There are. Wow. We confirmed that a couple weeks ago. Unbelievable. I know, um, right? I definitely do not want her character to get killed because she's arguably the best actor on the entire show. Yes. Um, she's I think just it's been... between her and Dinklage. The oh, yeah. For Dink- sure. Dinklage is unbelievable, too. Um, but, you know, so I don't want her to die just because her evil is unmatched. But. I could see something where she gets killed here in this last episode. Maybe she tries to pull something. Well, she's John's. going to. Well, sure. She's they for, even alluded to it in this episode. Sure, She's for sure going to try to pull something on Jon Snow and Daenerys. Daenerys in particular. And maybe, you know, Jon Snow kills Cersei or Jamie kills Cersei or something. Jamie's seen. I could bet you that Jamie's seen that White is really going to mess with his head. Because if Cersei doesn't then agree to help and he's got the proof right here in front of him of everything his brother's been saying that might be the breaking point for him i think you're absolutely right i think if jamie sees that white and cersei decides to pull something or if they come to some agreement and she's like yeah no don't think so we're just gonna hang down here he's gonna end up going and helping right because this is about now this is about all of mankind this is only one war that matters yeah as we saw in the preview no well, and, <laughs> and John, uh, not only John, but Jamie's kind of been moving toward that over the course of these last... Like, he was a right prick, like, in the first couple seasons. Oh, yeah. A delightful prick. Still kind of a prick, but... And, and he's kind of... Uh, he's grown, right? Everything 
every time I think about Jamie Lannister in the show, I get angry because the showrunners fucked it up. Yes, they did. They fucked it up great because this should have been the his entire arc should have been a grand redemption. Well, and I think if you ignore that rape scene, it is. It still kind of but is. But you can't ignore it. No, you can't. No. To be fair, to be fair, I mean these two have a really obviously they have a very strange relationship. I mean, was it two episodes ago where she really forced herself upon him as well? So they kind of got a back and forth going of unwanted acts. We did talk about that a little bit, and it it just read differently than when. Because in the books, it's consensual in front of Joffrey. When they're fucking on Joffrey's corpse, it's consensual. And the showrunners thought they presented it as consensual. And I don't know, I mean, I'm looking at it through a different lens than you guys are, but that to me is just very, very clearly a rape scene. Well, it's always different when it's a man forcing himself upon the woman rather than vice versa, which is what we saw this season. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to get a read and... Cersei. I mean, you are absolutely right, though, because he did say no. Yeah, multiple times. Right, but then they still they still went for it. But right. then he wasn't. And his wasn't and body wasn't, language throughout wasn't still and and that's a horrible thing to say because if he said no, it means no. But it just read differently. And and when and when they you know had fun on Joffrey's corpse, which of course everyone should do before they die. <laughs> I mean, they were um, on Joffrey on, on your they, own son's they, corpse. They, they pretty, or Joffrey specifically. They, they, they pretty much they no just Joffrey specifically. <laughs> Not a good person. Oh, uh, that poor kid actor. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean I remember her. I think she was saying no at first too, and then may have kind of. Changed her mind. I mean, it's entirely possible. I'm just remembering it a little more as rapey. I just, I remember her being very, like, yeah, not into this. I just don't think of Cersei as a person, especially at that point in the show, who's doing much of anything she doesn't want to do without, especially without retribution. I mean, anyone she wants to get back at, she's getting back at them. I will say, though, she did send him away, though. I don't remember that. Tell me what happened. She made him leave, didn't she? She was like, yeah, you're not on the Kingsguard anymore. You're going to go out with the army, and I just don't want well, you. Well, it's there. when they went to the Riverlands. Right. She sent him out there to take care of that. Yeah. I mean, I could be remembering it wrong, too. I haven't gotten that far in my I mean, watch, Alex, you're, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, there definitely is a complex relationship between the two of them. I think, though... Um, well, and we've seen that Jamie is a lot more tempered in his kind of response to things Mm -hmm. we saw that that episode uh where they got attacked by the dragons where uh tarly's like well we can start whipping them they'll go faster the soldiers and jamie's like just just warn them about it first don't just start whipping them they did just fight for us right and just other little shit like with oleana i'm sure i'm saying that wrong too but go fuck yourself um when he, he was like, we're not going to bring her back and, like, fucking torture her. He just gave her the poison, and it was like, just do that, you know? It doesn't have to be this long, drawn-out process. What What's interesting with Jamie, though, and Cersei is that, you know, Cersei doesn't trust anybody. Not no. even... Not even Jamie. Not he even Jamie. Because she had him followed last episode. And now he, he knows that she's watching him. Which is gonna mess with his head? I don't know. He sees that white next episode, and she pulls something. I think he's done. I th- and she, there's no way she's not pulling something. Exactly. So, uh, I would. 
so thinking beyond next episode, um, I, w- I would like to see Cersei go on because she is just a great character. I just don't see how you can. You've got six episodes left after next week. We've established that the time and space has no meaning anymore and that they're willing to sacrifice some logic at the cost of, this, of you know, telling the story they want to tell. Yeah, I mean, tonight, you know, uh, what's his name? Robert's, Robert's Bastard. Gendry. Gendry runs to the wall. I mean, we don't know where he was exactly, but he goes and manages to run to the wall. He sends a raven. The raven gets to Daenerys. She jumps on her dragon and comes and saves those people. Effectively in one day. I mean, we saw there was a nighttime scene where they're trying not to freeze to death. And then the next day, she's there. I mean, I don't know what a map of this world looks like, but... It sure seems like a lot of things were happening very quickly. Dragons just fly really fast, apparently. <laughs> so do ravens. Ravens fly even faster. They're smaller than dragons. They yeah. can cover more area quicker. I don't think that's how it works. It isn't. <laughs> well, it all comes back to, um, you know, they they really, by dragging their feet in season five, especially... You know, it is a detriment to the rest of the series. They had to make it. They made the wrong decision. They chose poorly. They shouldn't have waited for George to finish the book. Because no. that was never going to happen. No. We're three no. years later and he still hasn't finished the book. So mm-hmm. it's just like, and fine, whatever. Season five kind of sucks. But, you know, I thought season six was pretty solid. This season, it's been entertaining. It's definitely not the same show anymore. No. But... It hasn't ruined it for me. No, I'm still enjoying the show. Um, Like I said, I think this is probably the least enjoyable episode for me. Um, And it's unfortunate because I was really hyped going into it. Um, But I just feel like because the, the, the grand battles are always great. You know, Battle of the Bastards, Hard Home. Those are always fun, great action sequences. Um, But for me, what's always been great about the show are seeing the way things get resolved. It's the political nuance. Right. But you don't get that anymore. No. And you don't, and you didn't get any of that in this episode. You didn't get any of that in this season. Well, and and that's the point I've been telling you guys for a while now is... That was the part of the show that was my favorite was the politicking and the screwing each other over and how people were getting to from point A to point B. And now if you look at this season, I mean, especially like these past four episodes, they're leaning very heavily on the action. And that's fine. The action's been great. And I'm just, you know, just to be clear, I'm still enjoying the show. Um, I just think a lot of what made the show great has been lost in a lot of ways to the fact that the story just isn't there anymore because it's they don't have the books to fall back on. Right, right, exactly. And, I mean, it's fair. You know, you're going your own way. It's a show. It's not the same medium. I can understand that. But it, it, it does suffer. But I, And I'm, I'm still enjoying it as well. But it's definitely not the same show anymore. No. Um, there was something I, I wrote down... Um, during the episode, I think it was in the, during the scene where Beric is talking to John and Badric. Beric. 
Badric. Varric is the eunuch. <laughs> Varus is the eunuch. I know you were Damn making it. a joke, but that's okay. Anyways, when... We were with some friends last night that were like, you say all the names wrong in your podcast. So I'm doing it purposely. Because they can go fuck themselves. You should have let me in on the gimmick. I'm sorry. We love you, Jack and Sam. Just never correct us again. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, it was, it was, he, was, he was talking to John. It was one of the walkie scenes north of the wall. And I realized something. Beric is this show's John Locke. I never watched Lost. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you don't see it? Not really. Oh, man. You know who Jamie Lannister is? Who? It's this show's Vegeta. The Grand Ooh. Redemption arc. I could get into that. Because think about it. They were both insanely evil when they started. I mean, Jamie threw that kid in the first episode <laughs> out of the window, and it wasn't something he had to do. He enjoyed that well, show. Well, that was like when Vegeta beat the shit out of Gohan on, uh, on Namek. Yeah. <laughs> or Vegeta tried to kill Goku, Curlin, and uh, Gohan and Piccolo just for sport. <laughs> Several times yeah. throughout, the, throughout the series. But in the end, when he when he absolutely had to do the right thing, he did do the right thing he in glorious fashion. Uh, and I think Jamie, in the end, will do the right thing, even if maybe there's been some road bumps across some maybe uh, slightly rapey scenes. Well, do you think... I mean, I, I I agree with the whole. If, if she if he's gonna see the white and that's gonna change his mind. Do you think there is one more slight against Jamie before that meeting? Though I don't think there's a slight, but I think there's definitely a miscarriage next episode. Or Cersei somehow lets it slip that actually she's not pregnant, or the kid isn't Jamie's and she lied to him. Either way, she lied to him in some way, which oh, might be another How great would it be if it was on. Euron's? Well, we also need, is Euron coming back? Like, where is he? <laughs> as, as we've known now from the show, Euron shows up very conveniently when he's needed. So if he needs to be there, he's going to just show up on a plank out of the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I was hoping he would swing in on a chandelier. Even though there's no ceiling in the dragon pit. Well, and they... I have I have a bit of beef with the showrunners over your aunt. What's your beef? My beef is they were talking him up. They were saying, oh, he's going to make Ramsey look like nothing. He's going to be the greatest villain. How do you make Ramsey fucking Bolton look like nothing? And I was like, okay. He had Theon strapped to a fucking like cross for what felt like 50 episodes and was slowly cutting off parts of him. And mailing them to family members. That would have been one scene in this in this season. <laughs> no, I know that's the crazy thing. Right? <laughs> so yeah, no, they're they're kind of idiots, and that's why I'm not. I don't trust them with this Confederate show that they're they're developing for HBO. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, in Dragon Ball, do in Dragon Ball Z. Is this is this really happening? Just, yeah. just, just to interrupt, now? just to interrupt for one second, just to finish this thought off. If we want to talk about rape scenes, no one's got anything on Ramsey. Okay, I mean that's that we is don't... absolute uncertain rape. 
Yeah, we, we don't we don't talk about that scene. Oh, that's not allowed. I didn't actually watch that episode because I knew that was happening in it, and I was appalled. That was the straw for me, Alex. I actually didn't watch the next couple episodes, and I probably never will. But Bob was gonna make another Dragon Ball Z comparison because we haven't had enough of those this episode. In in drag, it it, it was kind of the way Dragon Ball Z was made was kind of the inverse of this, right? Because um, they needed the manga to get finished, right? Well, what they have is uh, what are called filler episodes. Right. So when you're adapting an anime, uh, sometimes they'll just be like, like with the first uh, series of Full Metal Alchemist, they had, I think, like half the manga done, and the show was just like, now nah, we're going to go this way, and we're going to do our own thing. With Dragon Ball, they stuck in filler episodes... Until you got, until uh, Toriyama finished the mm-hmm. next, you know, batch and they could make Because there's match. a noticeable jump in Dragon Ball once you get to the Cell Saga where there isn't quite as much filler. Oh, no, there's a fuck ton of filler in the Cell Saga. There still is, it's but... It's the Boo Saga where is it, Boo? it, it was okay. finished. So stuff was a little snappy. Maybe I'm just thinking of Dragon Ball abridged. You would agree with that. Uh, it's been a long time since I've watched the series straight through, and you know when I go back and watch certain things, I do tend to skip over the hundred episodes of filler that made up the show. I mean, I mean you kind of have to. You know, if we're if we're talking about Game of Thrones moving at an unbelievable pace and skipping things all the time, Dragon Ball Z never <laughs> skipped anything. <laughs> Goku's meals were on that show. That was very important character development, Alex. Well, if there's one thing we knew about... There were actually three things we knew about Goku for sure. He's the worst. He loved to eat. Mm-hmm. He loved to fight. And he absolutely loved to fuck... Um, What's his wife's name? Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi. They were pushing out kids all the time. And they were all better fighters than the last. Those two children they had? There were more than two. No, it was Gohan and Goten. That was it. Well, to be fair, I mean, Goku <laughs> is only actually alive for like five episodes and on Earth That's of true. all of Dragon Ball That's Z. That's true. So, so he's making the most of his time there. Right? Thank you, Bob, for saving me. <laughs> well, I think and if you go by the fandom, which is terrifying and you shouldn't, it's actually Vegeta and Bulma that are the sex-crazed maniacs. Don't go on Tumblr. Don't search well, Vegeta, that. It's terrifying. Vegeta has a lot of anger to get out, and Bulma is one of the reasons he was able to calm down and uh, become a better really person. She was really a tempering influence <laughs> yeah. on him. I They're a if, really good couple. They really thing we know, complement each other. If there's one thing we know about Vegeta for sure, it's when he was hanging out with Frieza and all his buddies there, he wasn't getting any. And once he started getting some, he calmed down a lot. Hey, the love of a good woman can do a lot for people. This has been Dragon Ball Z Talk with Bob, Alex, and Erica. Tune in for our weekly Dragon Ball Z podcast, Team Three Star. Let's not copy, friend. No copying. That's not a copy. Not right. that, that's an homage. No, it, an homage. An, an homage. Okay. Go watch Dragon Ball Z abridged. It's delightful. Back to Game of Thrones. The show sucks. <laughs> And on that note... <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. I mean, just check it on the clock. We kind of stopped talking about this episode at minute 38. And I, I think, think we kind of started talking yeah. in general terms. And, that, and right? I think that just talks a lot to how, like, not that much happened in this episode. It was episode. a fine episode. It, it was okay. The ending, I think, kind of made it, in, in the overall pantheon, 
pretty good. Because you got your dread mount. You got your dread mount. Very important. That, I think, for you is only second to the Clegane Bowl. Well, we haven't gotten the Clegane Bowl yet. Are you aware of the Clegane Bowl? I do know what you're referencing, yes. And good. the mountain will probably... That might be the last time something happens where... You want the hound to win, and it looks like the hound's going to win, and Zombie Mountain's going to pull it out in the end. <laughs> and they're like, the yeah, everyone, everyone loves this character, and we kind of horrifically, brutally murdered him once. Let's do it again! By the way, has Zombie Mountain, has he been hanging out with um that woman who used to be part of the church? Who the was always tor- Yeah, Yeah, she's in the basement somewhere. Is she still alive? I mean, yeah. that's a... Oh, Cersei, like, making sure she's alive. Oh, God. They're doing, like, uh, John Harrion in uh, <laughs> Sin City. Where they're like, oh, yeah, we put a pacemaker in. We're gonna make sure you're good and healthy, because you're going to go sit and rot in a cell for the rest of your life. Quiburn's going to eat it, right? Oh, hell yeah. Next episode? Not next episode. No, you don't think so? No. Okay. He will eventually eat it most terribly, though. Do we see snow in King's Landing next episode? Uh, I think we saw Jon Snow in the previews. You know what I mean. I did know, yes. See, that's the other thing that kind of drives me crazy, because they showed, what was it, like, that house in the Riverlands? It was like a fucking blizzard. Right. King's Landing, it's like, fine. Right. Well, it is further south still. Right, but it's not, like, come on. I, I think it would have to start snowing. I'm, landing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them to have their meeting out in the uh, courtyard or whatever that arena, and there looked like there was absolutely no snow. And then half an hour into the episode, we're in a blizzard. <laughs> it make all the sense in the world to me. I mean, time and space have no meaning anymore. Yeah. So I could also see um, something where like. You know, they're all sitting there bickering and they start fighting and then the Night's King flies over just to let you know he's there. I don't know about that because there's still the magic at the wall, right? They can't get past. They got to deal with that first. I think the ending of next episode is the wall coming down. We did say that at the end of last season. Mm -hmm. We did also say that at the end of last season. Yeah, we keep saying that. I thought we, we were watching the first episode of the season. We thought the wall was coming down that episode. I think this season ends with the wall. Well, here's the thing. We keep saying that because every other fucking entity in this show moves at warp speed except for the White Walkers. And Bran. <laughs> and Bran. The White, the White Walkers and Bran could not possibly move any slower or make decisions any slower. It's not. It's it's literally not possible. <laughs> uh, uh, do we have anything else? I don't think so. Any final thoughts, Alex? Thanks for forcing me to do this. <laughs> yes, he's here under duress. Uh, so, as always, folks, we'd like thank you for joining us on this lovely uh, Sunday evening, probably uh, Monday morning drive time for you when you're listening to this. Uh, check us out at uh, teampumaknife.com, our Twitter at teampumaknife. Uh, we also have a couple other podcasts on the network. We do After the Movie. We have a uh, D&D real cast called Improvised Weapons by a friend of ours up in Vermont. I think they're on like episode 9 or 10 at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So they're rolling along through their campaign. Go check that stuff out. Give us a follow. Maybe leave a review. And we will see you for the grand finale of this season next Sunday. It's going to be a late night for us, I think. Yeah, I'm just going to watch it and go to bed. I mean, that's fine. I'll talk about it myself. <laughs> It'll be a more uh, coherent conversation. 
Boom! Yeah, that's right. How dare you? Yeah, I do dare. Yeah. So, everyone, have a lovely Sunday. Have a good start to your week, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. This has been a Puma Knife production. Wow, wow, wow.